Ladies, ladies are leisure, ladies, ladies are leisure, ladies, ladies are leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa and it's time for one of the solo podcasts. What is Lisa doing? It's been a while. I know that you expected another Tuesday to come and go with no podcast update, but Rita and I try to be better. We know you're waiting with bated breath for every podcast. And while we disappeared for a month, we're going to be better. And we want to be here for you on this Tuesday. And why are we updating on Tuesdays? Because Tuesdays are the worst day of the week. You should have something leisurely to look forward to. And that's why I'm here. As your bonus episode, what has Lisa been up to? Well, first, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Zach Boykin. I believe I'm allowed to use his full name. Or... I could use his actual, you know, business name, Two Oaks Workshop. I, for a while, have had two major fears, not the same as roller coasters. I've talked about it on the podcast before, grilling and power tools. Grilling last summer, we got a charcoal charcoal grill and... I just took it out this weekend and we had hot dogs and hamburgers on it. And by we, I mean, I did not blow myself up, which is basically the problem of my fear. I have had a dad who likes to play loose with the rules while maybe having a beer or two. And I'm afraid my eyebrows might fall off. I'm afraid uh, it might be a bomb if it's a propane tank. Like you turn the little gadget, how do you know how much gas is coming out? How do you know you're not going to blow yourself up? So we have a charcoal grill and I experimented with that last year. I've gotten comfortable with it. A, a little, I'm past that now. I can grill, definitely on a charcoal grill. If you have the propane grill going, mm, I might join you, but you got to start it up first. For power tools, Again, it's the same situation. I watched my dad. In fact, my dad during COVID even hurt himself by taking the safety off of a saw and has had to have a skin graft. So don't do that during COVID. But with this as a role model, and then my mom was actually a big procurer of the power tools in her house. She has a drill press, which is impressive. And a bunch of other tools that I just look at and I see my dad on one side and my mom very comfortable with them on the other side. But when she uses them, it's so infrequent that I see my dad more often just kind of messing around with the tools. So with that, I don't have a good relationship with power tools. And in fact, I'm like, well, how do I not saw off my own arm? I was talking to my coworker, Zach, and he has been thinking for a while of doing workshops for people just like me. How do you use power tool? I have a sander. I have a saw. I have a circular saw. (laughs) I have a screwdriver and a drill. But 
screwdriver seems ridiculous. That's a hand tool, but it does. The drill does screwdriving. So this is the lowest common denominator like that he could possibly have in his class. So he very nicely offered to practice on me as a test case. We took an afternoon. I came over. I listed out some tools I wanted to walk away with handling better than I had before. One of them was the sander. I had gotten a sander. I have a couple projects that I want to do that involves taking paint coats and other things and, and buffing out scratches. But I didn't even know the first thing about it. And there's not, everyone knows I love reading books. There's not a lot of books I can read where I learn about all of the things a sander can do. And yes, I could YouTube it, but I would actually have to know what to YouTube. Like, do I just YouTube sander help me or sander intro? Sure, but I now have a professional that I can ask all my dumb questions to. He was beyond amazing. He walked me through all of the different tools that we'd be using. I took pictures and he not only answered questions thoroughly, he was actually a good teacher. And I think that is something that's crucial is you may love doing something, but you're not going to be a great teacher at it unless you have the patience and the ability to communicate it. So I would use words (laughs) like, how do I get it with the buffy buffy? And like make a hand motion. And he was so knowledgeable about the tools and the techniques that he's like, yeah, that's, we don't call it buffy buffy. You sand it down and you're uh, like pulling it away from the grain. And he also in four hours-ish had me walking away with a wooden six-pack holder and a fancy one, not like one of those BS ones that you can just pick up somewhere. He had the wood ready for me so we didn't have to think too hard about wood, but he also gave me instructions on if I wanted to duplicate it. He showed me how he made his own template and using a piece of paper, and then he showed some uh, best, this is what I think was the best part, the best practices. So laying down, having a buttload of graph paper. That is I have paper. I just don't have graph paper. And I could see these tips going across a lot of different things that I could be doing, Uh, like whether it be fabric, uh, tracing, uh, making a template for uh, something else I'm working on, maybe cutting something out. So was super useful. And he was so polite. He had me walk away with uh, some beer as well to put in my six-pack holder. It was super nice. So highly recommend uh, if you are in the area or you just want to find him and go hunt him down and ask him some questions. Uh, I plan on asking all my dumb questions. I went dumpster diving. Mm, It wasn't a dumpster. Someone left their stuff on the curb. And it was a picnic, um, I guess it's a picnic set, but it was a wood round table where the umbrella goes in the center and then four wood chairs that go along with it. And to me, that was perfect because now I have something to sand down and that's exactly what I needed. So perfect. Um, But 
If you are looking for Zach Boykin um, and you want to bother him with some amazing requests or some questions, he is at Zach C-H Oaks, two separate words, and you can go find him on some Instagrammy. So go find that guy. Ask him all the questions and find out, you know, what the answer to your questions are, because I have loads of questions and he had loads of answers. So that was a fantastic thing I built, and I'm slowly getting over my fear of power tools. It turns out if you wear safety glasses and have someone just demonstrate basic safety practices, you're probably not going to murder yourself. So good to know. Good to know. I'm sure everyone heard the last episode, foliage, foliage. I'm going to give you a gardening update. Everything's looking really good. So I've been using egg cartons and other, uh, you know, like, is it corrugated cardboard? Corrugated, corrugated, corrugated cardboard (laughs) to put seeds in and then grow them a little bit and then put them in the, in the ground. Otherwise they're looking pretty good. You just got to keep them moist. Got to give them some food occasionally, but I have sprouts so that's good. That means the seeds grew into something. There's a couple that I went back and looked. So watermelons, what a pain in my butt. Those things take forever to grow. There's a reason they're like five, six bucks a watermelon. It's because these seeds take forever. Uh, and then I thought I had labeled everything. I definitely have a pot where something's growing super good. I have no idea what's in there could be anything. I like go out every day and just find a container and stick some seeds in it. Try to remember to label it. Kind of doing a good job, but we'll see. My gourmet greens, who knew there were gourmet greens? I am growing a buttload of gourmet greens. Now my shade garden still looks like a dirt pile and I do have some weeds cropping back to the point where even my kids noticed and they're like, someone should weed that. Yeah. Thanks jerks. Yeah. Someone should weed that. I already did. Maybe it's your turn. You live here too. Freeloaders. Shh. So I'll have to deal with that. But I'm still going to give myself an A plus. Well, maybe not A plus. B minus. B minus. I need room to grow or go down because just because I have sprouts doesn't mean anything. But we'll see. We'll see. Even the dollar store boxes that I used, the where I just sh- threw them everywhere. I saw little sprouts. So they're looking pretty good too. It's going to be a beautiful garden at some point, months from now, at some point. This is the problem when you start doing in like April and like nothing happens for a little bit. So we're still working on that. But moving on, what have I been reading? Well, I've been reading a lot of Regency romance novels. For those that need a reminder, think Bridgerton, uh, Bridgerton type style where you go to balls, you can't be caught in a scandal. Otherwise, you're probably definitely marrying that dude. I'm in the middle of three of those books. Two are, mm, okay. Again, they need more sex very quickly. That's all I ask for. Like, can't in like the first couple chapters, they start banging, but whatever. But the other one that I binge read, B, 
because I'm a beta reader for her right now, is Ramona Elwes. You might remember her from a podcast we had, who was it a year ago? If you look up Ramona, you can find her in the podcast notes, but she is on her third book. Oh my goodness. I'm very impressed with her. And what I love is it's a bunch of characters that are building off each other. So this is a group of siblings. They're not all blood related, but they are like they consider themselves family. And this is the third one. And I just have to say, I am reading some hardcover bestsellers from famous novelists in the uh, romance section, but her book had a good plot. There's a robbery. There's intrigue. There's, is this person actually going to do what they said they're going to do? It's fantastic. And this was just a beta read. So she might even put some more you know, details in there that even make it even more juicy. So I managed to blow right through that book. Highly recommend. If you haven't read her books yet, they should be on Kindle Unlimited. So just look for Ramona Elwes, E-L-W-E-S. I believe it's the questionable acts of a American gentleman or American Duke. That's the first one. Second one, the charming words of something, something. And then this one, Wish I knew. Probably should know this. <laughs> but it's not out yet, so it's fine. It's fine. She's she's still writing it. So look for it later this summer. What am I watching? Okay, so I had someone, I don't know if it was one of the listeners, mention 365 days on Netflix. Well, in case you were wondering, it's basically porn. And I was not disappointed. Well, mm, I was. Okay. Mm. So for those that haven't watched it, it is a Polish movie, I believe. There's two different subtitles. There's an Italian guy. He is one of the main characters. And then there's a Polish female. She is the other main character. And it starts off with a murder. Always a good sign for a good book. And then a kidnapping where the guy basically says, I'm going to make you fall in love with me in 365 days, in a year, in a year. Well, cool. He mostly does it through sex, though. And there's a lot of sex. And I don't know if it's because it's a Polish movie or what, but they don't pan away. You're watching it happen. You're like, wow. The only thing that you are not seeing is his like junk, but you do kind of know exactly where it is and what's happening. And it was to the point where I was watching in my living room uh, one evening and I thought maybe I should not be watching in this room where I don't have like blackout curtains because someone's going to walk by. It's it's definitely porn. Super duper porn. There's one scene, well, multiple scenes where they do it on a boat and they do it a lot on the boat. They do it on the top of the boat, on the bottom of the boat, the part that sits kind of in the water on the boat, and then maybe in the bedroom on the boat. At the only place they didn't do it was the kitchen, the galley. I'm sure it just got cut in the deleted scenes. 
And so you kind of see where it's going. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then the last scene, I'm like, what? What just happened? What did I just watch? This was crazy. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm still processing. In fact, even now going over it, I won't ruin it for you. You should check it out, but, or just ask me and I'll definitely tell you what I thought of it. But, ooh, it was definitely up my alley. You know me, I love a good steamy session and there were no holds barred. And I believe the person that recommended it to me was like, well, if you like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was like, do I? I don't know that I do. I have actually seen those movies. But this made me actually want to go and see Fifty Shades of Grey to see what that person thought I was into. Anyway, it's on par with the genie and Robin Hood um, trashy romance novel I'm reading right now by Marie Hall. That's right. A genie. It's a female genie. In Robin Hood. That's the romance. And and they're definitely uh, getting some bang, bang on. I did have to wait a few more chapters, but, you know, this is just who I am, apparently. Uh, people like to send me uh, what Netflix has to offer for porn. So also was unaware that Netflix did that, but surprised me, Netflix. Surprised me. <laughs> the other extreme I'm watching, this was a throwback. Magic School Bus. Did you do you remember listening, watching that? I loved Mrs. Frizzle. I also think I'm the modern version of Mrs. Frizzle in my dress. I was just wearing this past weekend, or actually no, at work. So this shows how Miss Mrs. Frizzle I really am. A cat cotton dress where it's just like a bunch of cat faces and like pink, blue, green, but they're not regular cats. They have glasses and a tie. It's very Miss, Mrs. Frizzle-like. But for those that don't know, Mrs. Frizzle and her magic school bus would take her classes on these epic adventures. I remember learning about the human body, outer space, and it's the magic school bus. And Mrs. Frizzle is a great teacher. Well, they recently rebooted it. And someone told me they didn't like it because they got rid of Mrs. Frizzle. And that's kind of wrong. Mrs. Frizzle got a promotion. She is now Professor, PhD, Mrs. Frizzle. So calm down. Mrs. Frizzle is no longer teaching snotty-nosed children. She's graduated to drunk college students. She's doing a great job. But her sister is now the one teaching the class. And I guess quite a number of people had, you know, a problem with a younger, more swanky version of Mrs. Frizzle. She doesn't really bother me. She still has the Mrs. Frizzle craziness about her. So I'm, uh, I think that's fine. And Mrs. Frizzle also is in the end of like Dr. Frizzle is at the end of every episode to give like a little thing. But my kids are obsessed with it. It makes me feel okay having them watch that because at least they're learning as opposed to some junk that's out there. Bubo. Bubo is a show. It's four minutes long on Netflix. It is this little creature. Does he look like a grandpa? I don't know. He's got a tail. He's furry. And maybe it's Booba. I don't know. He does weird things. And children love him. He doesn't talk. It's weird. It's probably up there with like the Looney Tune cartoons I used to watch as a kid. So I guess I shouldn't poke too much fun. But oh, 
Give me the magic school bus any day, honestly. All right. So what have I been doing? Well, besides checking out my garden, doing all the things, I had an amazing visit from my cousin Nikki. So my cousin Nikki is a golf pro. So she gives lessons. She teaches people. She also teaches uh, at at the golf course, but she also teaches at a college, uh, sports psychology. And she's also a PhD. So she's a very accomplished lady. I do not like golf. I haven't actually played a full round of golf, but when I did take lessons from her, it was not great. Not great at all. So very fallen hard away from that branch of the family. But she came to visit, which is a huge deal because it was her oldest son graduating from college, having all the feels. And she took a stop at our place and it was great. I ordered some Vietnamese noodle soup. Pho. We sat there and talked for hours. We did like a little craftiness. We walked around the house. And that was something that when people come to visit, that's when I do my big deep clean because it kind of propels me into action. I'm not sure if everyone's like this. I know my mom would always do this where, you know, you keep the house okay, like livable, like it's not gross, but When people come to stay, you do like either a quick deep clean or you do a surface clean if it's just like a quick visit. Surface clean is like when you go in and like wipe down the bathroom counters and wipe like the back of the toilet and everything else. Make sure that if someone walks in the bathroom, they're not going to get like rabies of the butt or anything from your like toilet. And then you like clean off like the coffee table, clean off the couches, all the things. So. I do the same when like my guests come over. Uh, So when my cousin was coming, I was like, oh, I should really like make her room a little bit nicer, which is my craft room slash guest room. So when it's not being used by a guest, there's craft supplies everywhere, just piled all over the place. It's chaos. I used that to channel the home edit ladies. If you know the home edit ladies, they're on Netflix. Again, you know what? Netflix should just be the sponsor of this podcast right now. Anyway, (laughs) the uh, home edit ladies are on Instagram, home edit. They wrote a book. They do a lot of organization, organization that I can't do. I'm always impressed when people do it. It's uh, clear containers. So you see what you have. I just... I can't go out and buy containers. I will just repurpose containers I have. And you know why it doesn't look so great? Because I'm repurposing containers I have. I'm just a cheap person. I also just like want to use everything. But I decided to go full throttle and reorganize my craft room. And ladies and gentlemen... It has stayed organized. I did it according to their zone system, which is like, this is my jewelry zone. This is my uh, weird pom-pom pipe cleaner wine cork section. That's like the all-purpose section. This is my sewing fabric section. And then I made this beautiful wall mural. So for a while, I'd put removable wallpaper that looked like succulents. I really loved it. 
but I didn't buy enough for the wall because I wasn't sure I wanted the whole wall. And I'm kind of glad I didn't go with the whole wall. It would have been a lot. So I just did the small patch, but now it's just a square in the middle of the wall. What I did was I went through all of my like stash of photos and like cool things I had ripped out of magazines and great pictures. And honestly, most of it is trips like I took like back in the day to Niagara Falls, um, Castle Loma, I think. That's where the X-Men castle was. My trip to Hawaii. I have a beautiful picture of a sloth. Um, We're supposed to go to Scotland uh, in October. So I have a bunch of pictures of Scotland because we're going to go and just fun things. So it looked like I actually organized my thoughts and details and all the things. And she was very impressed. And I had junk on the walls and I organized my junk and it's still organized almost three weeks later. I know it's been three weeks since I told you about my cousin's visit because that's how long it's been. I've missed you. So the other thing that I did besides hang out with my, my awesome cousin, I did something I've never done before. I peed standing up just like a dude. So for mother's day, my husband, cause it's obviously not my children gave me anything. Got me some great presents. One, trashy porn, because he knows what I like. Thanks. Thanks. That's that's the kind of mom I am. Trashy porn mom. So he was great. He knows what I want. He's a great dad. Then he got me something that's been on my wish list for a while because one of my mentors recommended it. So ladies know this. If you go to pee outside, you basically have to like squat using all of your like core and leg strength to make sure you're not getting all your pants or anything else. Or you have to like sit on a log and then do it. It, it just gets weird. So my mentor who goes camping a lot mentioned that there's this product that looks like a very pink rubbery, um, like it's just, It's got to be created by a a lady, Um, but it's definitely pink and it kind of, I'll take a picture of it and put it on our Instagram, but it's got this curve. So it kind of fits right underneath you. And so you just pee into it and it has a spout that comes out, even has an extension spout when guys like that, so that it goes far away. So finally I had a chance to use it. I was in the woods. I was on a hike. I had to go like take care of it. And I used it. What I will say is I now understand why there's splatter a lot on the toilet seat. Uh that were there was it wasn't so much like a, a splatter, but I thought I thought you could aim better. Like I don't know how I thought I don't know why I thought you could aim better, but I was giving men a lot of credit that that you were just doing this on purpose to leave a wet toilet seat or you just didn't care my, my perspective now is it's not that you don't care. It's that you can't just shoot like a nice, perfect stream. So I'm sorry. I've learned, I've learned I was wrong and I apologize. That being said, if you do splatter, I tried it in my bathroom just to make sure I then wiped the seat when I was done because yeah, that's what you do. Be classy. Just be classy. Own up to it. Anyway, I'm now a peer standing up, 
I wholeheartedly encourage this, especially if you just go out on walks and find yourself needing to use the bathroom. I, I'm never, I'm never popping a squat again. I'm going to be using that thing. It's going to be great every time. And the last thing that I wanted to mention was my cookbooks. So I do love my cookbooks, but I usually go to the library and get a ton of cookbooks and then return the ones because there's a lot of cookbooks that just stink. It was like someone that was like, I'm really good at cooking. Someone told me I should write a book. And you're like, yeah, I've, these are, these are not innovative. So I've done two cookbooks, uh, that I really love. If you know how to use a walk, W O K, a walk, like those beautiful, what are they like half a sphere, like a dome, 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 like upside dome. There's a book that was basically called walk. Um, and it's by a guy that like grew up like watching his family members use it, but then he's a famous chef too. So he talks about all the different things he can do with walk. What I liked was he stepped through ingredients, technique, materials. It was like a full throttle. It's a huge book, by the way. Like it's at least three inches tall. It's hardcover. Uh, everyone wanted it though at the library. So I had to wait for it. So when it finally came, I was like, oh, but uh, bummer page one, I'm already behind because <laughs> he was like, no one needs a cast iron walk. I was like, no, because that's what I own. Uh, it was given to me. I have it. And he's like, you can't, you can't like move, um, the food in it. You need something light that you can move the food in. That's the joy of a walk. I was like, Oh, that is true. I don't move the food around in that. It is hot and heavy. So don't do that. Carbon steel is what you're supposed to use. Uh, it shouldn't be terribly expensive. It can get terribly expensive, but don't, don't let it. He says, just get a good one, decent one. But there was so much food and recipes and techniques. Uh, so I ended up having to return it before I even got like <laughs> all the way through it. But that's because I kept jumping around trying different things. So highly recommend it. And then uh, Half Baked Harvest by Tegan Gerard. This is a beautiful book. And I don't say that very often because I get cookbooks all the time. And I get angry if you don't show me a picture of every single recipe. But this one not only has beautiful pictures, but she's been doing this for a while. You can go to her Instagram. You can subscribe to her newsletter and get the recipes there if you don't want to get the book. But the book is just sexy. Oh, it's got healthy food, but with tons of cheese. And then it has not so healthy food. Like the one I'm going to try this weekend is blueberry grilled cheese sandwiches. So it's blueberry jam and sharp cheddar cheese. And it sounds amazing. And I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to let, see how it goes. I'm a little on the fence, but I also was on the fence with like peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. And that was delicious too. So I, I won't knock it till I try it. I made pancakes with ricotta. She sold me on buttermilk. Normally, anytime I see a recipe with buttermilk, I was like, ugh, ugh, No one ever has that. I get annoyed because it's not real milk. I bought it just for this. That's right. That's who I am now. I buy crap like that. 
So if you're looking for a decent cookbook, that one has many normal recipes that uh, I've I've tried and like even my kids will eat them, which says something, but it's good. You should get it from the library or just sign up for her newsletter. I get it. It has like meal planning tips on like taking her recipes and planning for the week, which is what I need. I need you to walk me through. I don't want to spend effort knowing what ingredients I need. So she's a mom. It clearly shows. I didn't find it annoying. It's going to be good. So with that, I think we're done. You, you caught up on my life. I'm sorry. It's been a while. I missed you guys. Like I said earlier, but our next podcast is going to be next week. Fancy. Word of the week is fancy. If you want to see any of the pictures that we have, uh, I'll take a picture of the mural. There is going to be a couple other pictures on Instagram. We're trying to be better. We're trying to be, you know, the podcasters that you want to love and appreciate. So with that, have a fabulous week, ladies and lords of leisure. LOL.